And hello everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Make sure to check us out, Rich Sports Talk on Twitter and our newly created Instagram for all the latest information. I'm going to get right into it today. You know I'm a big WWE fan. I've done previews on the Royal Rumble and some of the other big pay-per-views, but of course I had to do one. For the show of shows, WrestleMania, of course, taking live from MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. A stadium I'm well familiar with being, of course, a fan of the New York Jets. So we're going to go right into it. I'm going to give you my predictions. And keep in mind, these predictions, a lot of them have to do with building momentum to after WrestleMania and the storylines that built up to it. So we're going to get right into it. And I know I'm going to rip right through this, but the women's battle royale and the men's battle royale... Uh, to me, the way they've done this the last couple of years, to me, this could have been a great opportunity to build momentum for stars. I don't think WWE has done that successfully, but I've picked Asuka to win the women's, and I have Mustafa Ali to win the men's, because to me, they're two of the best young stars that could use a good push. Moving after WrestleMania, I think that they can get the most out of it, especially Asuka. Good God, has, has anything been more mismanaged than Asuka? Think about one year ago, WrestleMania. She was the hottest star in women's wrestling, the undefeated streak. And then afterwards, it just went all downhill. They gave her a title reign. It was a short reign. And I've been saying it should have been Charlotte versus Asuka, a rematch for the title at WrestleMania. You saw in that last match they had, they still have great chemistry. But, man, Asuka's just been buried on this lamp. And... It's, uh, it's funny because Becky Lynch is finally getting the opportunity to, that she deserves, but I won't be surprised at the WWE Universe if Asuka continues to get this treatment, if we see her become the next wrestler that the fans really get behind to say, look, she's not getting the opportunity she deserves, and I just think Asuka's going to win this match. Now, I'm going to preface this again by saying anything can happen. We've seen that. I mean, the highlight is going to be Michael Chain, Colin Yost, and the men's. Who knows what's going to happen there? And another side note, Braun Strowman. I said this at the Royal Rumble, but his window of being a top star is over. And it's unfortunate because I love him. I think he's a great character, but they have wasted him because they have not given him the opportunity he deserves. And now it's just, th- let's throw him into a throwaway match. Yeah. So the only hope is maybe by some miracle he wins. They could put him maybe in the mid-card pitcher with Finn Balor. I think that would be a great rivalry moving forward. But who knows? We'll do it on our WrestleMania recap based on the match and what happens. But with the way it's going, I think you're going to see some weird elimination by Chan Yost. So we'll see how that turns out. For the Cruiserweight title, I have Tony Ness winning that one and to me, it's very easy over Buddy Murphy just because he's won the tournament. He's gone through um, the tournament. It just It's just the natural build of WrestleMania, going through the gauntlet, building up. And look, Murphy's had the belt for a couple months. I think they can have a good rivalry. It just makes sense to switch it up in the Cruiserweight division, keep it fresh. Um, SmackDown Tag Team titles, I have the Usos retaining. Because, to be honest, the Tag Team belts are one of the titles that are least likely to change at WrestleMania throughout history. But more importantly, I think as a storyline going forward, they have more than any of the other tag teams. Because don't forget, Kofi Kingston, one of the big reasons he's here is because of that gauntlet match with the New Day. And the Usos, let's not forget, they took themselves out of that match, allowing the New Day to win. If Kofi wins or if Kofi loses, let's not be surprised if management has a little bit of revenge up their sleeve and tries to screw the New Day out. I mean, the, the Usos, sorry. 
of their tag team titles because they allowed Kofi that opportunity. I think there's a lot of good rich ground in that storyline going forward. So that's why the Usos retaining over the bar, Rusev, Shinsuke, and Ricochet and Alistair. But I, look, I still would love to see Rusev and Shinsuke get their moment. I think they've been underused. But I think that right now it just makes more sense for the Usos moving forward. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin in the farewell match. And uh, to me, I wish they'd done Angle with a better Hall of Famer. I think it could have been better like the Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair match comes to mind. But to me, I think he's actually going to lose this match. I think Baron Corbin's going to win because, look, Angle's from that train of thought that you go out on your back and you try to put someone over on your way out. I still think he'll have a great moment. Look, Corbin, they've been trying to rebuild him. I think WWE, when they took the money in the bank briefcase out of his hands, that really torpedoed the rise he had initially. I think they've done a good job slowly building him back up as a great heel. And what would be better heel material moving forward than being the guy that ended Kurt Angle's career? And so I think that that is just an opportunity that's too good to waste. The Miz versus Shane McMahon, and of course, Tom Cruise has to run away from everything in movies. So does Shane McMahon have to jump off anything in a pay-per-view? And really, it's not going to be... To me, the question was, who is going to win this match? To me, it's going to be The Miz. What's Shane McMahon going to jump off of? So that is going to be the interesting question. And I think that they're, once again, with The Miz winning, he's got great momentum, great face right now. He's got the TV show coming out with the cross-promotion with WWE. I think you're going to see Shane try to screw over The Miz. It's similar to the way Miz has been, you know, the heel screwing over people with tag team championships and with the Intercontinental Championship over years. And it's kind of a nice role reversal for him being the guy that's getting screwed out of opportunity. So I think like the Usos, there's a lot of good foreground building. Spoiler alert, a lot of McMahon storylines here, but I think that they are going to excel in their roles as villains, and that's what's best for both brands. Uh, The Women's Tag Team Championship. I love Sasha Banks and Bayley. I think they are fantastic heads of this division, but if you want to build this tag team title, which is a new championship, you need a great rivalry. What built the Women's Championship? It was the Sasha Banks and Charlotte rivalry. It turned that title into a prestigious title, and they have the opportunity again with the Iconics. Look, they brought the Iconics to be in this tag team division. It just makes sense. They've been really hyped up coming into this WrestleMania match. There's been a lot of promotion. And to me, this can be a great long rivalry between these two because right now, Sasha's a face. They're keeping Bailey as a face. You need a good villain. The Iconics are a good villain. And to me, this could be a great build towards SummerSlam. This is one of those long games you can do. I think that you need to build this title up, make it prestigious, make it coveted, and you know have the faces have some adversity. And we all know about how much this championship means to Bailey and Sasha being the first ones, how much they, they push for this. So the fact that they don't have the championship will drive them moving forward. It's just a great opportunity. I think this is going to be a great match, but I have the Iconics coming out, setting up a long feud with, of course, the Boston Hug connection. The United States Championship Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. I think Dominic's going to get involved. Uh, I think this match is going to happen. There's some question in the air about Mysterious Injury. I'm not sure if that's just kayfabe. But I, to me, give Joe the belt. Just let him retain. And I think right now with Dominic's introduction, that just makes for a better long feud. There's no better talker right now in this business than Samoa Joe. And you're giving him juicy material with Rey Mysterio. I just think it's fascinating 
that you can start this feud. And it's one of the feuds that's the shortest builds up to this WrestleMania. But I think that for a long-term game, great opportunity. Joe, a great talker, could be a good rivalry, be this true. And build him up. I mean, look, he to me, he should have been a, a heavyweight champion already. Build him up. Have him have a long U.S. title reign. Make him a dominant U.S. champion. So by the time his reign's over, he's right there ready to compete for the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship. Build him up. Samoa Joe retains the United States Championship. The Intercontinental Championship. The Demon has returned, which means Balor's going to win the title. And look, Lashley, since coming back to the company, eh, it's been it's been a miss. And look, Balor is red hot. I think he's one of the best stars in the company. And I think right now you need an entertainment value, and I think he provides it. And more importantly, I think you need a good champion that people will want to see. And as the Intercontinental Champion, I think he will be a fantastic one. Helps with that mid-card picture. It's just too much of an upside with Balor. And if you keep it on Lashley, it's just going to feel like this feud is just going to keep dragging on. I think it just needs to end. So I have Balor winning this match. Now, Batista versus Triple H, no hold bar. Now, whenever I hear the words no hold bar, that means that they don't have the confidence that this can be a great one-on-one in-ring match. You're going to see a lot of Bricker Brack in here. I think you're going to see the reason for this was to also get Ric Flair involved, the dirtiest player in the game, of course, and, of course, how this whole feud started. To me, uh, there's an asterisk next to it. I think this is going to be Triple H's career in-ring match. I, obviously, he's not going anywhere. He's too good of an authoritative figure. So, for me, it's just too much of an opportunity to to have him being the head. And like I said, the McMahons are setting up to be great villains moving forward. And look, I don't think there's a long-term game. And look, this was the match we all wanted 15 years ago. I mean, this fight just feels like it's well past. I think they're going to... To end Triple H's career in the ring, have him just be the organizational head, and I think that's good for the business, and it gives Batista a good way to go out, which is this reportedly be his last match. It, look, to me, this is just kind of like a good star power match because of Batista and how he's been doing in Hollywood, and, you know, I would have liked to see this 15 years ago when they were both in their prime, but uh, it's kind of like that... Uh, the uh, oh my god I'm drawing a blank here oh it's like the Pacquiao Mayweather fight it's a fight we all wanted but it came years too late that's what this feels like I still think it'd be a decent match get some fun spots but uh, I think this could be a rough one in ring I think that the entertainment value will outseed it and to me it's just a move to get Hunter uh, into the front office of WWE and be the head man that he's been and just kind of end that in ring career uh, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I think this could be potentially the match of the night. I think this has been one of the best builds up to WrestleMania. And to me, the winner of this will be kind of positioned to take on either a Universal Champion or a WWE Champion. And to me, it's going to be Orton just because I feel like Orton hasn't had a lot of momentum lately, could use a win here. And look, AJ Styles has gotten a great push the last year and a half. And maybe they're going to move him down back to the United States Championship realm to take on Samoa Joe. That could be a good long game as well. Um, I really could see, this is one of the matches I could see going either way. Every other match I've been pretty convicted in my choices, but this is the one I really could see going either way. But I'm going to give the slight edge to Orton just because of the great push Styles has been getting the last year and a half. And I think it'd be good to build up Orton potentially as well. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. 
well, let's be honest, Roman Reigns is winning this match. You've seen him doing all the press. It's the best story in WWE. I mean, coming back, beating cancer. I mean, they're not going to have him lose. I still think he's going to put over McIntyre, make him put him in a good position to be a great heel. But WWE, they've been for years, years trying to make Roman Reigns popular. And he's finally over with the crowd. He's the best story in WWE. There's no way he's losing this match. And if they do have him lose his match, I don't have any idea what they're doing. Maybe they can also put in a spot here um, to get one last Shield reunion. Who knows? Maybe get Dean Ambrose to come out for a save potentially. But there's no way that Reigns is losing this match. Reigns is beating Drew McIntyre, WWE Championship. Now, this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Because I love Kofi, and I have said that Kofi is the mo- one of the most underrated and underused assets in the WWE. But I have Daniel Bryan retaining. Now, before you start typing things on your computer and start sending me like I'm wrong, listen to this. Here's the reason why. I think there's more stories and more development with a Kofi loss than a Bryan, than a Bryan loss. Let me explain. Bryan's been a great heel. I think we can all agree to that. With Kofi winning, I still think it sets up a great rivalry between these two. But if he loses, I mean, I, there's so many great storylines. Because management can then say, you got that opportunity. You didn't deserve it because your tag team won you that opportunity and you blew it. You had your opportunity. You couldn't come through it. What would it take to get him back? And how could management potentially screw him over again? How could Brian screw him over? And more importantly, could it bleed to the breakup of the new date, would Kofi Kingston be faced with the choice? Like, I could just see the management saying, okay, you want another title match with Daniel Bryan? Okay, if you lose, you're done with the new day. Will Kofi be willing to leave the new day to win a championship? I think that is a rich storyline. It is a great idea, and I would love to see it explored, but that can only happen if Kofi loses at WrestleMania. And to me, you have to have one of the champions retained, so I have Brian retaining because... Now, Lesnar versus Rollins. I think you're going to see Rollins win this title, and here's the reason why. Number one, the future about Lesnar has been up in the air about company in the company. We've known that for a while now. But more importantly, I think the problem with the WWE that they've had with the Universal Championship is Lesnar, he just he doesn't appear in matches. And the value of that title has decreased because of the amount of defenses. And he's retained for so long that I think people have just gotten bored with that title. And I think Rollins will reinvigorate that title. He'll defend it more often. And it will really establish itself as the company's top prize. Because even though I get the idea of having such a dominant champion that's never challenged, the problem is when that champion fights two, maybe three times a year and doesn't show up to house shows... It worked for a while, but now it's just gotten old. And now fans, you can tell, have turned on Lesnar because they're saying, wait a minute, he never shows up. So for me, it's a good change of the garden. They need a refresh in this belt because there's always been this stigma with the Universal Championship ever since it was introduced that people never really liked it. And the fact that Lesnar has been the primary holder and never fights, it's kind of devalued it. And you can make the case that the Intercontinental Championship and the United States Championship, whatever the secondary belt was, became more important on Raw because it was the only belt that was actually being defended. So for me, Rollins, it's a changing of the guard. I mean, he's been inspired by Triple H. I think that he right now is 
excelling in his role right now and could it potentially lead to a rivalry between him and Reigns down the road? It could. I mean, there's a lot more options with Rollins than Lesnar. And to be honest, we don't know what Lesnar's future role in the company. And I also think his character needs a reboot. I mean, we've seen this character. You know, he has his advocate. He's the prize fire. Only comes out for the big fights. But I would also kind of like to see him, if he's really going to stay with the company, be pissed off. Be angry. Start mauling people. Showing up to random shows. Like, actually showing up and doing something. Just refresh this character. Show that he actually cares. Because right now, it just feels like he's apathetic. He doesn't really care about the title. And he's just there when he has to be so for Rollins I think it's a good one and of course I think that he will win this title and it will be great for the Rob brand and of course we get to the main event the women's championship Rousey Becky Lynch and Charlotte now it's winner take all this could lead to a lot of different possibilities I don't like the fact that if they are really unifying this championship I think it's great to have two women's titles on two brands giving more women's matches and more women opportunities for championships but like it like with Lesnar we're not sure what Rousey's future with the company is there's report that she's not happy with WWE she could potentially be leaving the WWE so I think right now it's Daniel Bryan and I always say with the main event you want the fans leaving happy and you want the biggest pop. You're not going to get with Kofi winning the title. I think you'll get a good pop with Rollins, but you will blow you will blow up that stadium if Becky Lynch wins the title. They've been building this for months. She's the man of the company, and what's more fitting than being the man of the company, being the first women's champion that hold both the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship at the same time? And really puts her as the face of the company because then she can brag that she really is the man because she holds the two major titles of both brands at the same time. Just makes too much sense. I understand that Charlotte is a great heel right now. You could still potentially put the belts on her saying up with Becky rivalry. But right now, I just feel like if it's not Becky, the crowd's going to leave not happy. And this is the crescendo of the year for WWE, you want to leave on the high note. This is the end of the series, the end of the season. You want to leave on a high note. You want to leave the crowd happy going into the next season of WWE, which starts the next Monday night. This is a yearly television show, and this is the finale. And You want it to finish on a high note, and anything else than Becky Lynch not winning I think would be a major disappointment and it just makes too much sense because not only in the women's division, but right now she's the most over wrestler in the entire company just makes too much sense. So I have Becky Lynch, of course, being the man and what's better, you know, Ric Flair always said it and Charlotte's in this match to be the man. You got to beat the man. And in this case, Becky beats the two baddest women on the planet to be the man of WWE. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. You can always catch us on Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available for download on Apple and iTunes Podcasts. We're on Instagram and Twitter at the handle Rich Sports Talk. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, make sure to reach out there, or of course, richsportstalk at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm Nolan Rich, and of course, we will have our WrestleMania recap the Monday after WrestleMania, giving you my thoughts on the matches, see how right my predictions were, so if you want to check that out, make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss that. But until that show and until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.